This episode is brought to you by Gimbal's Toy Store. No, I'm kidding. We don't have sponsors. <laughs> I'm Kevin Boyd. And I'm Patty Parker. And I'm Patrick Egan. And this is But Wait, There's More. It's a conversation show about things we're thinking about, things we care about, and things that are, I don't know, important yes. to the life and I culture for so. the people of Legacy Church in Plano, Texas. Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Hey, Mary Podmas, guys. <laughs> this is Mary Podmas. <laughs> Mary Podmas. Mary Podmas. Yes. Hey, today, we're going to have a little fun. Yeah. We're getting close to Christmas. We are. Uh, a few friends who've been a part of season one are going to drop in throughout the show. That's exciting. We'll play games. Yeah. Uh, I didn't bring eggnog. But no. I hope you guys are okay with I that. I got coffee. Okay. I think that works. Okay, maybe, maybe we can get some nog later in the show. Yes, that'd be great. But I, I want to talk to you about... Christmas. Last year, 2020, a lot of people struggled to get into the Christmas spirit. Reasonably so. Mm -hmm. Um, 2021 has been different. Somehow, it's almost 2022, and we're still trying to reflect on what just happened to us almost two years ago now. Uh, what do what do you do to get into the Christmas spirit? Are you in the Christmas spirit now? You know what? I think we're getting there. Okay. And I'll tell you, um, going back to the year before, we had to get in the Christmas spirit fast. <laughs> My husband, he's really big on waiting until the day after Thanksgiving to decorate for <laughs> okay. Christmas. But last year, I think we were decorated by the beginning of October, maybe. I was like, we need these decorations (laughs) out. But typically, it's the day after Christmas that we decorate. And um, my husband has a blueprint for how the front yard will look. And now this year, my son got involved. So it's a little different. And it's delightful. But my favorite part of Christmas, the part that just really, really gets me in the Christmas spirit is when we bring out all the books uh, Christmas books, yeah. because uh, a couple years ago, I was like, what am I supposed to do with this Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer book in May? I don't want to read it. My kids want to read it, but I don't want to read it. So I put all the books away. And so when we pull out that bin that has all the Christmas books in it, and the kids just gather around and start reading these books that they've forgotten about, oh gosh, it gets me in the spirit every single year. We do the yeah. same. We pull out the Christmas books and we decorate with them, but they never yep. stay where you decorated. They yeah. get moved everywhere. Yeah. And well, we look at lights. We ah. like looking at Christmas lights. And I think since Jonah, what my, my youngest son, was two years old, there's always been something we laugh about during the Christmas season. Mm. Every time we, we drove by a house that had lights, he would always say, Lights! Okay. And then if we didn't say yes or recognize that he was telling us that we see lights, he'd say, Mommy! Lights! And so since then, we've had this thing in our head where it's like when we see a house with lights, we're like, lights. (laughs) And then now he's older, but yet he still gets very excited. So in Mm. a sense, it's almost like Jonah puts us in the Christmas spirit because he lights up during this time. Do do you guys do Christmas lights at the house? We did this year. This is the first time we've done Christmas lights at the house. Okay. Yes, I'm I, ready for this electric bill and see well, how this works. <laughs> I I actually fell off my roof one year. Oh, oh no! And, uh, and so I have given up on putting them on the house themselves. I put them on the trees. Yeah. And I'm not quite like some of them you see at the stores and, and restaurants <laughs> on the street. But on, on one of our our big uh, red oak trees, I put. 10,000 lights on it. Oh, and wow. So I Whoa. do climb up in the tree and go down the yeah. the branches as far as I can reach. And every year, I'm prepared for it to be my final Christmas. And oh neighbors walk by. It takes like eight <laughs> hours. My neighbors walk by and comment you know, all day long when Is I do it. Is this it for you? Yes. Wow, that's <laughs> intense. So, that, but I, I can't get them on the house. I'm, Are you like Christmas vacation kind of lights? No, or? The tr- <laughs> that tree in particular Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> the, the other red oak is a little smaller, you know, not quite. And yeah. I don't get them on the house. Last year, 2020, we put a Grinch out and uh, a sign, a stake in the yard that said, this is the Christmas I've always been waiting for oh. because of the year that That's we had funny. had. Uh, but, you know, we're we are, are getting into it this year. Yeah. I, I struggled last year. I love Christmas. It's always mm-hmm. been massive. I love Christmas movies, Christmas right. food. Christmas songs, Christmas decorations, all of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so this year, my oldest daughter, Elizabeth, and I made a pact, yeah. and we began listening to Christmas music on October 1st. Yeah. And we would listen to it on weekdays, uh, on the way to school. Yeah. You know, we didn't make everyone else do it with us, but right. that was our thing, That's your, that was trying fun. to get us ready for Christmas. And I'll, I'll tell you this, like, 
I, I love Christmas music, yeah. but if I hear the song 77 Santas one more time, <laughs> like I started too early with right. some of it. Some right. of it I could no, listen to all No, I understand. The time. It's interesting because one time I told Josiah a long time ago, I think it was three years ago, we observe Thanksgiving before we talk about Christmas. Yes. So I haven't said anything like that for three years. And this year, for whatever reason, I said, you want to put on some Christmas music? And it was like uh, the week before Thanksgiving. He said, no. <laughs> okay. We do not do anything until December 1st or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, and my And so goodness. I was like, okay, okay, that's new. But, you know, so I guess that's really <laughs> when our so Christmas season starts. So careful in our parenting because they will begin they to will. obey us. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They know how to make the traditions happen. You do it once and it's tradition. Yes. <laughs> it's like Absolutely. we can't do yes. it any other way. <laughs> and they seem to hang on to those things yeah. pretty well. There are traditions that we... We all probably hang on to from growing no. up. Do you have anything from your childhood that you picked up along the way and it just became a thing that it's hard to let go of? Maybe at some point it stopped, family changed, mm -hmm. families moved, your cousins you don't see anymore, but there's a thing that you always loved you did with your families. Is there anything like that for you? For us, I, I remember being a kid and it was when Home Alone 1 came out. Yeah, I, I think it's Home Alone 1. And we went for Christmas, that Christmas day. And so after we ate dinner and everything, we went to see Home Alone. Ever since then, we had this tradition that we go to the movies after the Christmas dinner. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. So I think that is something that has continued. Uh, we haven't done it as much, especially last year, but we have continued that trend and that uh, tradition. Hey, with Sing 2 being out, yes, it's a good year for and it. that oh, yes. we will continue okay. that because... Uh, that's going to be a cool movie. How about you, Patty? Any traditions growing well, up? Well, yeah, I remember as a child, my mom always opening up our Bible to Luke and yeah. reading the Christmas story from there. Yeah. And um, it's something that uh, kind of solidified the holiday for us as a child. And as parents, we're, we're not as great at doing it now with our kids, but it's something that's really important to us, especially to my husband. He's usually the one that remembers, okay, let's remember, yeah. let's <laughs> open up the Bible, let's read about yeah. what this is all about so yeah. that's pretty special to me in yeah. my family um on christmas eve we would do that at my grandparents house um, but there was a christmas eve tradition that is kind of an odd one i don't know if you guys have heard of this one or, or done it but okay. we had this tradition of saying christmas eve gift yeah those particular <gasps> words have you heard of this before yeah no. mm -hmm. so the oh, the yeah, idea is so. on christmas eve the if you have to be the first one to say it to someone if you okay. say it you win, and mm -hmm. your prize is you get to open a present early. Uh, okay. Oh, I've not so, heard okay. of that okay. before. So we, That's we cool. <laughs> always, on Christmas Eve, were yeah. in a rush to say, Christmas Eve gift. Yeah. Uh, and so it, or, as we got older, uh, as kids, we'd get up early and earlier. We'd try tricks. We'd hide. We'd jump out at people. Right. We'd put, I remember putting it on a, on a piece of paper and taping it to my parents' door so they'd see it before they even opened their door. Yeah. They said that one didn't count. We had a big fight about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, my goodness. Almost ruined Christmas. <laughs> my grandparents <laughs> would do it. They'd call us and, and try to do it over the phone. Mm -hmm. uh, and my kids, my family, we've taken it on. Yeah. We don't exchange the gift early, okay. typically, but it's just more for, for pride and, mm -hmm. and joy. Uh, but it's still a fight, especially with my mom. Like she's trying these, she'll call and hang up. And so you think, <laughs> you know, oh, something What's messed wrong? up. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then call again. She'll, she'll, she's trying to, the kids will text yeah. them and think that counts. I go, that doesn't count. It doesn't yeah. count. So that's one of our <laughs> traditions that we've yeah. gone to for years and years. Well, hey, today I've got uh, a lot of the folks who've been on season one mm -hmm. dropping in throughout the show. We're going to play some games with okay. them, hear some stories, awesome, and and just kind of learn about Christmas traditions as a whole. Today, we're just here for fun. Yeah. We're here for the fun. I love fun. I do too. Awesome. <laughs> well, let me jump to my conversation with Dustin uh, about Christmas Eats. Christmas Eats. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Okay. All right, I'm here with Dustin Chapel. Dustin, thanks for being on Mary Podmas. Thanks for having me. Hey, I um, wanted to play a game, talk to you about right. things that you and I love. We love and appreciate good food. Sure uh, do. We're going to talk about Christmas food. We'll call it Seasons Eatings. All right. And I uh, want to start with a game, though. Uh, I've right. got, I've pulled up some of the weirdest Christmas foods from around the world. Okay. And I'm going to name the food, the Seasons Eating, and yeah. see if you can guess the country of origin for this delightful, delectable Christmas treat. Sweet, I'm ready. Okay, <laughs> first one uh, from across the globe. Number one, fried worms. 
Wow. It's a traditional Christmas, delightful, edible treat. I feel like there's a lot of places that I can get in trouble if I, if I like just like assume that this is the case. Um, so I, I don't even, um, ooh, goodness. Fried worms. I'm, I'm going to guess it's in the, somewhere in the Eastern Hemisphere. Uh, it is South Africa. Okay. I, I don't know if they do them in gravy. I, I don't know if you might put them on the top of a do, green bean do, casserole. Do you make like a worm a worm gravy like you would with turkey at, uh, I mean, like a giblet gravy, well, but with worms? D- yeah, worm, I don't... Worm drippings? It, disgusting. That, uh, nope. So basically the harvest time of, of these things is coincidentally comes around Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of them. And fried, that is a tradition, mainly because that's when they're ready yeah. to eat. Second one. This one is wild, man. Uh, roasted sheep head. Oh, okay. This has got to be something. I mean, I would imagine this is something in the Middle East. Um, I mean, it, it, I would just think there's so many, there's so many nomadic folks who have sheep, um, or or Australia. Uh, how about Norway? What? It's a Nordic Sunday dinner, especially eaten right before Christmas. I always think um, about sheep in Norway. That's, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so you might Google this. They soak the head uh, and then dry it and salt it and, and then re-roast it. If you Google it, what you're going to find is a, a, a roasted sheep's head with the eyeballs and teeth still in wow. on a plate. So like I'm okay with like I mean like I've had beef cheek plenty of times yes, and like beef tongue sliced. like in a taco and like that's great but like I feel like that's a little unsettling to just like see the sheep staring at you on Teeth your plate and eyeballs included. Wow. Okay, uh, there's a dish called herring as a fur coat. Oh, I'm I'm okay. This sounds like um, I think Nordic, but like Germany does a lot of stuff like this too. Like I'm gonna go Germany. A little further. Uh, so like Czech Republic? Russia. Okay. Yeah, All Russia. Right. So we're going to go further east. Yeah, okay. It, it is uh, It's pretty interesting. What, what you're looking at here is a kind of a New Year's salad. Uh, became popular in the 70s in the okay. USSR. It's tough to get good food, tough to get vegetables. And so uh, it became really popular then. It is, it's, it, it's I mean, look it up. It, there's beetroot. Vegetables, okay, potatoes. That, it looks like a like sounds, a cake. It sounds kind of good. It I love looks like a root. layered cake. Yeah. But the layers are vegetables, and herring is is dressed. One of my favorite dishes um, that I've ever had uh, is actually was was created for the same reason, and it's a thing out of the south of France called cassoulet, uh, and it's a bean it's a bean stew that was made like because people lacked. Um, they lacked meat and they lacked stuff, and so this is like in poverty-stricken areas. They basically like That's what you um, have. they render down duck fat and then they cook like white beans in it, and it's amazing. Well, but everything's amazing with duck fat, so let's be real. Yeah, that, that, well, I got stuck in the white beans. Lindsay tried to make white bean cookies one time. We were, we were on a whoa. health thing. Oh, whoa, whoa, cookies! Yeah, one bite, I was absolutely done. Savory stew, cookies. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, okay, got it. Very bad. Okay, I give you one more. Uh, this one, this one, I don't know if you, you've heard of this or not. It may surprise you. But for Christmas dinner, okay, a, a Christmas platter from Kentucky Fried Chicken, KFC. Oh man, it's a Christmas Day tradition in a country. I see. I that's one of those things where there's like, um, oh man, I. Psh, okay, KFC, you got to think of where they're at. I, I'm going to lose this so quickly and so easily. People in Europe don't eat fried chicken, at least from my experience. So my guess is not there. Um, uh, that makes good for a good podcasting. That noise that you're making, keep yeah, doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just had a dumb and dumber. Yeah, most uh, of Well, right now I'm like O for three, so yeah. I'm I'm gonna go O for four, and I'm just gonna say Chile. Oh no! No, not even no, close. Not even close. Japan. You know, so here's the thing. Uh, all right. It is a tradition that started because of KFC marketing. There wasn't a traditional Christmas meal in Japan. Um, and at this point, the stats here say 3.6 million Japanese families feast on KFC every year. Wow. And in many areas, it has to be ordered in advance from, from the Japanese KFC well, chain. Hats off to the KFC marketing folks in Japan yes. for creating... There was not um, a tradition. A monopoly on the said, Japanese Christmas an dinner that. market. Yes. And, man. So they filled the void of the Christmas tradition of uh, having a meal for cool. the family. So All right. 
It is a thing I'm kind of interested in myself. Yeah. I uh, want to talk to you, though, about some of your favorite seasons eatings. Okay. Uh, do you have, I mean, let's call it three, a top three, maybe, favorite Christmas foods, drinks, treats, desserts? Uh, so the first thing uh, I'll say is something my family always does on Christmas Eve, and obviously, like, um, for, for us, uh, as pastors, we work on Christmas Eve. We, we're always kind of like our, our time and attention is elsewhere. I really do love to cook myself, but, uh, on Christmas Eve, for whatever reason, my family has always, um, gotten like Chinese takeout. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So because they're open and I don't know why it started, but we love Chinese takeout and they're open. And so we all gather around the table and we eat Chinese takeout. And then we, um, especially since, um, I've had kids and my sister's had kids like we'll eat Chinese takeout and then we'll we'll open presents like together that. as a as a family. And so um it's funny I was actually talking to uh one of my team members uh uh Phil Gennetto, uh a couple of years ago and I'd mentioned that we do this and he's like, "Oh my gosh, that's such a great idea." And so they started doing the same thing. Hey, my family's talking about it. We hey, we are, are we've done in on off years here or there, yeah. um, with on Christmas night, yeah, done you know, uh, Mexican food Christmas or Italian yeah. Christmas, and we were debating at Thanksgiving what we should do this year because none of us really were down for oh, for yeah, and potatoes this year. There is something, there is something to the fact that it's done and like, and it just takes tastes extra special, um, yeah. this come this time of year for us. Uh, my second uh piece would be. Um, I spent a year uh, living over in France. I worked with the French Embassy, uh, doing uh, teaching English, and I got to work in a culinary school. So, which was a really kind of a cool thing. And one of the traditions that I learned about over there, and I lived in I lived in Normandy in particular, uh, is they they do this kind of like smorgasbord of of meats. And when I say meats, I mean like all the crazy stuff that you you like not a charcuterie ha- board no no not a charcuterie board like you go to the grocery store to like prepare for this and you'll see like things that like hunters would eat like so you've got elk and you've got venison wow. and you've got all that sort of stuff uh, you've got ostrich you've got emu like all of those things that i had had um but i the, the weirdest one i had was kangaroo Ooh. um is yeah, that, is that I, legal? Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. Um, I know that I know that like it's not a it's not a big deal for them to eat horse meat over there. So that's okay. a whole thing. I, I I couldn't do that one. Yeah. I don't know why. Like it was easier to eat kangaroo than it was to like eat horse meat. Like maybe eating kangaroo turns me into Chris Hemsworth. It hasn't happened yet, okay. but um, I'm I'm hoping so. Um, I don't know, but yeah, it. I mean, it tasted good. It was like, it, it reminded me a lot of like what I've had with ostrich. So if you've had ostrich, I mean, it's red meat, um, it's lean. So same kind of thing that you've, you've had bison. Yeah. Um, it was, but it was just like, you, you see get, it in the store. Can you get kangaroo in, in the United States? I, I didn't, I've never tried. I've never heard anyone ever. I've never tried. It was so weird. Um, it was one of those things I'm in the grocery store and I look and I'm like, I don't know that word. And so like, of course I like look up on my phone and I'm like, okay cool kangaroo and you know i jumped and i talked with friends and they're like no this is a thing people do this um and so yeah yeah that's a that's a whole thing okay so far uh, as our staff christmas i'd like you to bring a charcuterie board of elk and yeah, sure. bison and kangaroo uh, you know what sure if i can find it um um don't check the local petting zoos that yeah. i'll bring the sheep's head that's a little dark oh 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 oof. uh Thing number three, uh, my great grandma made uh, the best snickerdoodles um, oh, yeah. ever, uh, and so whenever we would travel, my uh, extended family lives in Missouri, uh, and so whenever we would travel up there, she would always. She's just this tiny little lady. Uh, my sister now has her her engagement ring and wedding band that she she oh, carries cool. with her. It's a really sweet thing. Uh, but this tiny little lady, and as kids, we were just so excited to get to have her snickerdoodles they were just they were the perfect texture it's like it's almost like when you get to streets and like you get their chocolate chip cookies and it's just like oh they're perfectly warm and they're perfectly like soft but they're like not too soft and um that that was her snickerdoodles and like since then i've never had one that that quite measures up and maybe there's some nostalgia there but hey that's christmas right i love it man yeah 
Christmas food has always been a big deal to me. Yeah. And we have all kinds of, on, on both sides, my mom's side and my dad's side, these same sp- things that are special. I don't yeah. think they're really that special, but they are because of yeah. who you ate them with yeah. and when you, you ate them. And that's and you just do it every year, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, man, this makes me feel like Christmas. I love it. Do you have recipes from family that have been passed down? Could you find her snickerdoodle recipe My somewhere? sister has it. My sister has it. But, like... It, it's not the same. Yeah. Like it, it just never will be like, I love my sister. She's wonderful. And she does a great job, but yeah. like, I don't know, maybe it's just cause I was a kid. And it's just like, it's my great grandma. Yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah. Well, man, thanks for sharing with us some of your favorite seasons eatings. Yeah. I uh, hope you and your family have incredible Christmas full of sheep's head kangaroo and snickerdoodles and i hope that you get to have some takeout chinese for christmas because it's I'm, a delight that's where my vote is on our family we'll see cool. if we can do it cool appreciate you dustin thanks, thanks man i'm gonna jump to my conversation now with Lori and justin we're calling that segment weird christmas and we're going to talk about some very strange christmas facts and impossible fiction so yeah. let's yeah let's check out that conversation all right i'm here with Lori and justin merry podmas guys Thanks for having us. Yeah, you can't say us. Mary Podmas back. I, I can't. I don't even know. Yeah. Can you say I don't Mary know Podcast? Mary Podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you started this segment perfectly. This segment's called Weird Christmas, and you've made me feel very weird. So, But <laughs> I asked you both to kind of look into uh, traditions and, and things that have been marked your life in some way, but really more strange and weird Christmas stories from the past. So I was going to see Justin talk to us a little bit. You shared with me a beautiful story that just really captivated my attention. Talk to us about about Boniface. Boniface, yeah. Um, so Boniface was a missionary and later bishop to what we would call modern day Germany, um, and so he lived seventh, eighth century around in there. And whenever he uh, is going um, throughout Germany, he's tearing down all these altars and these idols that the the pagans have there in, in Germany. And he comes um, across this, this tree, this huge oak tree that uh, these pagans are worshiping. Worshiping the tree. Worshiping the tree. So okay. uh, legend says it's um, called uh, Donar's Oak or Thor's Oak. It's the god of thunder, awesome. you know. And uh, so in a rage, um, a righteous rage for God, uh, Boniface grabs an axe and chops it down. Not like chop, 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 but one fell swoop and it is down. And uh, Boniface says, that's because the God that I know and I serve is powerful. He's better than your God. Um, and so that, that happened. Um, and this is kind of where the, the legend or the, the story kind of goes one of a couple different ways. Um, one telling of the story is that immediately a fir tree grows out of, out of the root. Um, another telling is that, uh, Boniface actually plants a fir right there, but it's actually, uh, the origin of the Christmas tree. Oh, so, yeah. So, um, again, whether it happens miraculously and immediately, or if, if Boniface plants it, I'm not sure. I wasn't there. Um, but uh, the the legend continues that the following year when he comes back, the tree had grown enough that people had decorated it and were worshiping God. Um, and part of the significance of the fir is that it's an evergreen. And so it's meant to signify God's everlasting love. And so, yeah. That's like, an awesome yeah, story. Cool. I love it. Weird, yeah. but awesome Christmas story. Yeah. And I'm kind of, I don't have a picture. I'm sure there's some art that depicts him. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming, though, with the chopping of the tree in one fell swoop, that he does look something like Thor at this yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 he's a pretty jacked. solid he's, dude. He's yeah. yoked. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need to get that uh, framed for your office. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's your next piece. There you go. Yeah. Lori, we were talking about a Christmas song that uh, wears on us. Yes. <laughs> but you have to have it. It's a Christmas tradition. It's the 12 Days of Christmas. 12 Days of Christmas. What's the story that goes with that song? So there is so much. If you look up 12 Days of Christmas and like the facts and the myths of it, you're going to get in a rabbit hole like I did. Um, it's the 12 Days of Christmas significant sig signifies, I'm sorry, (laughs) signifies um, the 12 days, not like leading up to Christmas, but 
December 25th through January 6th. Okay. So like after Advent, as we've led up to the birth of Jesus all the way and fact or fiction, I'm not sure, but where they're stating that the 12 days of how long it took the three wise men to mm. get to Jesus on January 6th. But Epiphany. Again, Epiphany. Uh-huh. There you go. Yes. So the myth of it all, again, is um, the 12 days could possibly have some symbolism to the birth of Jesus mm-hmm. or some background to like a partridge in a pear tree being Jesus, four calling birds being the four gospels, five gold rings being the Torah. Total myth, but they go all the way from That's one cool. to 12 and find things, wow. which which is kind of cool, but... Um, Snopes has proved that it is debunked <laughs> and it is a myth. But um, one really cool thing is um, there is a bank or a, a wealth management company called PNC. Since 1984, I guess there were some board guys sitting around one day at work. They decided, hey, how much would it cost if we bought all of these 12 days of Christmas gifts? And so they keep up with it every year since 1984. And this year, if you bought all the 12 gifts, it would cost $41,205.58. It's an expensive Isn't Christmas. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah, if you actually did the whole Christmas of the 12 days. So I thought that was really interesting. But the main fact and probably the the real meaning or whatever, why the 12 Days of Christmas was brought up, was it was made for a memory game. Huh. Kind of like that, um, and we do it a lot in kids' ministry, where the kids are sitting around a circle, and they start with the letter A, and they say, like, I'm going to the beach, and I'm bringing an apple. And the next person says, I'm going to the beach, and I'm bringing an apple and a banana. Yeah. And it keeps going forward and forward. And so that's kind of like the 12 Days of Christmas it's memory, but my goodness, that's a lot. Partridge in a pear tree, four calling birds. I mean, all the crazy, the Lord's leaping. I mean, all Can the different things. Can you do it things. without singing no, it? No, I can't. <laughs> no, and you can't. You can't do it without singing it. <laughs> you have to it. sing you it. The, so, yeah. Yes, but that, I thought it was fun to, uh, awesome. to look this up and learn a little bit more behind it. Um, it's been around since like 1700 and 1780 or something like that so my favorite yeah. version of the song was the jingle jam version with patrick casey and, and kurt Gensel. yes it was so fun i i will never forget <laughs> it and i will never let them forget it yes so hey thanks for sharing with us guys i appreciate it i hope that you guys have an incredible christmas with your families uh, i know that you're serving and leading on christmas eve uh, when that's over i hope you get a lot of rest and a lot of fun Uh, in the coming week. So thank you for sharing today. Thank you. you. All right, I'm with Brandon Wash. Merry Podmas, Brandon. Hey, Merry Podmas and Christmas and everything else in between. All of the things in between. Today we're talking about uh, the ghost of Christmas past. Mm -hmm. Not Dickens, A Christmas Story, but I want to talk about your Christmas story. Absolutely. And what's one of your favorite Christmas memories or traditions, something that you cherish from Christmas is long, long ago. <laughs> Absolutely. The you know one of my favorite Christmas memories is when I thought I got the drop on Santa Claus one year. Like, <laughs> what? I know. Tell me about right? the story. Yeah. So I was a little kid, you know, and, and I was always the kid that would wake up at like five or six in the morning and run in there to see what my presents from Santa were, and then go back to bed and yeah, then sleep late and then get up because you already know what you got. Um, but one year I woke up. It was about two or three in the morning, and I and I heard something in the living room, and I'm like, this is it. Santa's at our house right now. And so I snuck out of my bed, snuck down the hallway to the living room uh, where I heard the noise coming from. And I kind of peeked around the corner and no lie, I saw this giant figure in our living room with antlers. And I freaked out. I was like, Santa and Rudolph are in our living room right now. And I accidentally hit the wall right as I saw it. And I was like, oh, no, they're going to see me and they're going to take all my presents away. And so I ran back to my bed and like hid under the covers and fell back asleep. And I was like, that's it. I found them. They're real. I've seen them in my living room. Would you believe it? The next morning I walked into the living room. There was a brand new bike for my sister and a stuffed reindeer sitting on top of the handlebars. So... The antlers and the reindeer that I thought I saw was actually just a bike. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. But Santa still dropped it off. So, I mean, it's it's plausible that Rudolph could have been standing there. Was that the year that you committed to growing a Santa beard and you've it just is. been waiting it for is. it to come in white? It is. It's starting to come in white I've now. Noticed. So I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a year, staring at it right now. I'm a year I... or two away from, you know, being big... singing Santa at the mall. like <laughs> Being full on. Hey, there's a sideline for you. Mm. A professional Santa Claus. There we go. Side hustle. Yep. I love, I love it. it, man. Hey. <laughs> Hey, 
Thanks for sharing. Absolutely. Um, I I have so many great memories and stories from Christmases mm. long, long ago, but I, th- I appreciate you sharing mm. one of yours. Absolutely. Hey, you and I had a conversation earlier this week with Chris Ablaza. Chris is, yeah. of course, our producer, editor for season one of the show, and we talked about something you and I and he mm. have in common. We mm. love Christmas music. Absolutely. And so let's jump to our conversation with Chris. Jiggle bells. Hey, we're here with Chris Ablaza. What's up, Chris? Mary Podmas. Mary Podmas. <laughs> Chris, thanks for this season editing and producing our show. Uh, it's been a lot of fun doing a podcast, and you brought a lot to it. And I'm excited about your ideas and how we take this to the next level next season. But uh, we all want to thank you. You've been great, man. We appreciate it. No problem. It's been fun. So we wanted to get you in on the action instead of being behind the, the scenes, but get you on screen a little bit and uh, talk about something that I think I think all three of us are into at Christmas time, and it is Christmas music. Um, you guys, I'm assuming I asked you to be on this one. You like Christmas music, right? Yeah, we yeah, got a thumbs up from Chris. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> I, for, I forgot that I'm not behind the camera. I'm like you're not, not yeah. talking. You're used yeah, to just I waving like, at us and giving I like Christmas hand music. gestures. I'm not, yeah. Do you have anybody in your life who hates Christmas music? Is that a thing you have to deal with? Not me. I don't yeah. I don't know anyone. Brandon. I know a couple of people, but it's more about the appropriate time for Christmas music and when it okay. is okay to start playing it or not. When is okay for it to stop for it to start playing Christmas music? When is it? Personally, I think yeah. you, I think you gotta you gotta get past Turkey Day. You gotta get past okay. Thanksgiving. Black Friday is open for business. You, <laughs> lights okay. on the house. Mariah yeah. Carey screaming through your house. It's okay. Yeah. When do you start I'm, listening, Chris? I'm in the school of thought that says thanksgiving or after so thanksgiving is okay you know ever you okay. got the family together um you're putting up christmas decorations you know um but before that to me i'm you know i'm not a huge fan of i'm okay with it but like some people are before halloween and christmas decorations came up this year before halloween and i don't know anybody like that golly so weird. i mean i mean i did i guess i know me uh but it was on per- sometimes it just happens and and I don't mean for it to. I'm just kind of getting amped. But we're in Christmas music season now, and we like Christmas music. And so I want to do two things. One, I want to talk about your top three favorite Christmas albums. And that can be um, classic albums that have been around. Everyone knows it can be something new that's out that you just love yourself. But we want to talk about our top three Christmas albums. You guys have, have spent weeks and weeks thinking about this, I'm sure. But uh, let's let's run around and count down from three to one. And we'll start with you, Chris. What is your, in the top three, what is your third favorite Christmas album of all time? My third favorite? Yeah. Is, it's going to have to be, and this is, people are going to mock me for this, but it's uh, Justin Bieber, Under the Mistletoe, and I'm okay with people making fun of me. I like the album. Mockable. I I can I can say mockable. When did yeah. this come out? Do you know? Was he young? Is it, it recent? Has it been out it was long? it was like in the young into the into the bad years, the 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 off <laughs> Bieber years, but he was still young enough to be like okay, I think. So. Did you ever have Bieber hair? Did you have like the swoop hair that went down the over swoop your hair? face? Yeah. Uh, not because of him, because I was like a mm-hmm. punk rock emo kid. I had like that, you know, covering half of my eyes when I was a teenager. Yeah. Okay, no, no judgment on Mary Podmas podcast. So we'll let that go for now, but we may need to have, talk later more about that, okay. that choice. Okay. <laughs> third favorite of all time. Brandon, what's your third, what's your number three? Well, I mean, if you're going to judge Chris for his number three, you're definitely going to judge me for mine. So I'm going to blame this one on my wife. But okay. uh, sync Christmas. I mean, oh. how can you get away with not listening to sync Christmas, right? But it's yeah. solid. It's solid. <laughs> it's the wife's favorite, so we'll just blame it on her. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. I. I mean, I'm. I'm seeing a trend, and I'm not liking it, but I can live with it. Hey, um, man, Christmas music. You know, you got to throw the rules out the window when it comes to Christmas music. You it's true. It, it's true. I, I brought I brought with me, and just for those who are on the, the video, I brought with me, we do a lot of vinyl at home, and I brought my Christmas vinyl 
uh, collection here, and I've got I've got nine Christmas albums on vinyl. Somehow I couldn't find NSYNC or Justin Bieber on <laughs> vinyl, but I've got some Elvis. I've got Frosty the Snowman. I've got I've got John Denver and the Muppets. I've got some fun stuff here, but I couldn't find your 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 number third choices on uh, vinyl. So we're just not listening to it right now at home. But That's I'll let you number three. <laughs> yes, they're, they're down there. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, my number three uh, is actually actually the same as Brandon's number two, and so I will talk about it just a little bit. My number three is Bing Crosby. Uh, white christmas and i've got it in every format uh brandon that's yours too why do you love that album oh man i bing crosby is actually my number one that's uh, your number because, one? Oh, I had it yeah number it's two. my number one yeah okay it uh it because my mom and dad had it on vinyl and i remember opening yeah. christmas presents on christmas eve we had bing always singing in the background while we had our you know glass of uh hot apple cider and we were opening presents and uh, man singing him merry or jingle bells and white christmas and yeah. uh, my all-time favorite you know melakaliki maka hawaiian christmas oh, of course that, that would be my yeah. favorite uh but yeah I, it's just it brings back all the childhood christmas memories for me chris Classic. do you do you watch that movie do you watch white christmas every year no no brandon do you watch it Oh yeah, it's in my top three Christmas movies too. Okay, I also yeah. own that on DVD, VHS, and digital. I, I'm I'm strange. I'm a I'm a collector. When I like something, I want it. I you love don't have to the, stream things. You, you yeah, got it all. When, when the zombies come and the streaming dies, I got you guys covered. Y'all come over and we'll listen to some some uh, Bing Crosby White Christmas. Nice. Uh, I listen to this a lot. I love this album. Okay, so that was your number one, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's number hit. One. Let's hit number twos, and we'll start with uh, Chris. Chris, what's your number two? My number two is Christmas with Weezer. Mad respect. <laughs> All right, I made fun of you for Beaver, but mad respect now. <laughs> I, love it. I know they, it's it, you know completely opposite sides of the uh, of the spectrum there. Yeah, yeah. Why do you? I mean, is it just your genre of music? Is it something about it? Is it a song on it? Is there a memory? Yeah, I think I just like the style of it. You know, yeah. when I, you know, it's classic songs. They, it's just covers, but, yeah. um, you know, it's in their, it's in their Weezer, you know, style. So that's cool. I dig it. Brandon, your number two, since I got them out of order, what's your number two? Uh, number two, Wren Collective. Wren Collective oh. Christmas. Uh, the Irish Christian band that uh, yeah. does a lot of worship music. Uh, they've got a phenomenal like folksy Christmas album that's really really good. Didn't even know they had one. Yeah, they've got two versions out. now. I didn't realize this till yesterday. They just really? came out with number two last year. Yeah, so hmm. great stuff. All right, so we'll look them up on Spotify after the show and and let them play in the office for a little while. Rin Collective Christmas. Uh, okay, my number two is and I've got it here with me on vinyl. Also, is Phil Spector Christmas album. You guys familiar with this album? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is one that I think a lot of people um, just by the name Phil Spector may not know. He's a producer, but the songs on it are all of the songs that you have heard your entire life at Christmas. And it has the Ronettes, Darling Love, uh, the Crystals, uh, Bobby Socks and the Blue Jeans. And you're going, ah, I'm still not sure who they are, but it's like it's frosty and white Christmas, Bells of St. Mary's, Santa Claus is coming to town. It's the ones that if you're listening to whatever radio stations play Christmas music exclusively during December, these are the versions that are playing. And they have been, uh, they've been out for, you know, 60, 70 years now, some of these songs. Uh, it's phenomenal. It is the, it is just so good. I, I, it would be my number one, but I have a, a special place in my heart for my number one. So I'll hold off on it. Chris, what's your number one all time? My, my number one all time is, I think I consider it a classic. It's uh, the Jackson five Christmas album. Absolutely. I've been listening to it since I was a kid. My parents used to play it in the house when we were growing up. So good memories, that nostalgia, you know, and uh, it's, it's just, I think it's classic, you know, um, the, uh, I, I saw mama, Mommy kissing Santa Claus. That yeah. version of that—that's I, I love that song. So, will you sing Michael Jackson singing <laughs> "Santa Claus is Coming to Town"? Uh, I don't think you want me to. Okay, that's it's gonna you know people even turn the podcast off. Okay, we'll we'll let it roll. 
what's your number one, Brandon? You said it was uh, Bing. Yeah, Bing Crosby. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Anything else to add on that one? Because I'm gonna hit you with my number one, and hopefully, hopefully challenge. No, I've got some points. honorable mentions I can hit in a minute, but you go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So my number one is a Charlie Brown Christmas, the Vince Guaraldi trio. Uh, I could listen to this any time of the year. I mean, this could be this. It could be April, and I would be happy listening to this. It could be middle dead heat of summer, and that could come on, and it would put me in a good mood. And most of it, of course, it's just the it's the original soundtrack recording from the, the, the television special. So most of it's just piano stuff and then occasionally the kids singing. But it's it's less neurotic and more just like just it's full of nostalgia and and really, really beautiful. So that's my number one. Any time of the year, I'm playing it. You guys have any honorable mentions? I've got one here. You have one, Brandon? I've got a couple. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just run through them real quick. Uh, Tori Kelly Christmas. Okay. She's one of the best vocalists that I've ever sang. Um, 38 Special. If you want to go into some old classic rock, 38 Special Christmas. I didn't even know that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, right now. Yeah. Look it up. 38 Special. Okay. Um, and then I don't tell a lot of people this, but uh, I am a secretive, pretty big Carrie Underwood fan. And oh. uh, she came out with a christmas album last year and it was really good but that's i don't tell you people that so that's good for you i thought you're gonna be like you know the nas christmas album is my absolute favorite of all time <laughs> i have an honorable mention what uh, is that? but it's just it's just a song okay one what song it? it's the the run dmc um, oh yeah yes. hollis yeah. Yes. And hollis is that what's absolutely called? that's a good one that's, that's good like one. and it's been used it was used recently. It was used on the the latest Grinch movie a couple of years ago. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to mention the Christmas movie that is an argument. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm talking about? I, well, yeah. That, that movie opens up with that. Well, we're going to talk about yes. We're going to talk about some arguments uh, about what is a Christmas movie and what isn't here in just a little bit with uh, Patty and Patrick. So we'll maybe I'll we'll let get you into guys that discuss one. that. Yeah, <laughs> I honorable mention for me, Carpenter's Christmas. I know that makes me like very, very basic, but that's the soundtrack of my my childhood Christmas uh, because it's the one that I think every Christmas morning it was played uh, on the record player in my house. But it's, it's just the one that stuck in my memory. And so I really worked hard a few years ago to get an original pressing that was in great condition, just like the one I listened to growing up. But uh, so, all right, I want to play a game with you guys before we go. Guess the backwards song Christmas edition. All right, number one. Wait. No. Hi, Brandon. What do you got? All I want for Christmas is you. That's it. Do you know who sings it? Mariah Carey. You got it, man. Oh, man. All right, let's see. Number two, you ready? Here we go. <laughs> All right, time's up. Do you know the song? No, I know I, it. I, I, could, I, I, can't. I could feel it, but like, I, but I, I mean, like, it's somewhere in there. You're gonna kick yourself. Here it is. You ready? Last Christmas. That's it. Last Christmas. Oh, I, it, it was. It was on the tip of my tongue. I was like, I don't. I couldn't figure it out. Mm. All right. Let me give you another one here. Uh, see if you know this song. Oh. Uh, all right, Brandon. What do you uh, just like the ones we used to know. That I don't know what the name of it is. Dreaming of a White Christmas? No, wrong. Oh, song. Okay. Dang it. Sing a love song. Ah, yep. That's Buble. Yeah. Buble. That's a solid Christmas album, too. All right, I'll give you one more. Let's see if you, how you guys do. Oh, 
No idea. <laughs> it's Let It Snow. This is Dean Martin version. Yeah. yeah. Well, These are harder than I expected them yeah. to be. <laughs> <laughs> so by next Christmas, I will find a better game for us to play. How's that sound? Sound good? That was hard. Was it, is it hard? Yeah. I'll get you both a prize, okay? You are invited <laughs> to our Christmas Eve service this year. And if you attend, I'll give you a prize. Sound good? All right. All right. Hey, thanks for joining us, Chris, on this call. Brandon, thanks for sharing your Christmas traditions or memories with us and playing our game. I'm going to take a quick break and then I'll hop back on with Patrick and Patty and we'll defend non-traditional Christmas movies. We'll play a game called, is it a Christmas movie? Give an extra vote for her Die Hard from me. Okay. Extra vote for you. For yeah. that. All right. We'll take a break and then we'll be right back. Okay, earlier this season, we talked about movies. We love movies. We talked about yes. movies in a particular range mm-hmm. from a range of years right. that we love, and we debated some of those movies. Today, I want to talk about Christmas movies okay. that we love. That's the genre, oh, Christmas yeah. movies, only there's one caveat. These are movies mm-hmm. that are non-traditional Christmas movies. We're right. not talking about White Christmas or Home Alone right. or Elf. We're talking about movies that we consider a, a big part of our Christmas season and tradition that many people might argue are not. For example, a lot of people debate the, the classic Die Hard. Is it a Christmas movie? We'll call this a game show, and we'll call our game show, Is It a Christmas Movie? Chris, sound yes. effects there. All right. So here's how that we'll play the game show. You'll have 30 seconds, 30 seconds to defend why a non-traditional Christmas movie should be considered a Christmas movie and is a part of your Christmas tradition and experience. I'll go first to kind of set the tone, let you see how it plays out, and we'll have a, a clock, 30 seconds. When it's over, you're done. You have to stop talking. The Understand? pressure is on. The pressure <laughs> is on. We're not going to argue with you. I won't tell you you're wrong. You're probably right. But this is for the listeners to decide. Okay. Make a good argument. All right, so I'll get us started. We'll have 30 seconds on the clock. You guys watch the clock with me. And let's go. Gremlins. The 1984 okay. classic starring Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, and a young Corey Feldman known as a horror mystery thriller is a Christmas movie. And here's why. There is snow. There is music. There are Christmas carolers in multiple scenes. Christmas decorations in nearly every scene. The movie is green and red. Gremlins are green. (laughs) Their eyes are red. A father buys his son a Christmas gift. It takes place on Christmas Day. And it is about not having capitalism and consumerism at Christmas. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Very well done. I had all kinds of other things I wanted to get in. But it is it is definitely a Christmas movie. I love it. I rewatched it for uh, today. I rewatched it this past weekend, and it is. I mean, it has Silent Night. Mm-hmm. It has the song "Do You Hear What I Hear," which I only knew as the song from Gremlins first, before I realized it was a a Christmas song. Yeah. So it, Gremlins is a Christmas movie. People should watch it. Yeah. I guess uh, I will. I didn't have know. You it. Never seen it? I've never seen. You've it. never Gremlins? seen. Gremlins? No. I don't know why <laughs> my parents let me watch that movie as a, a child. Like they're probably listening, and now I'm throwing them under the bus. But I watched it as a kid, and I'm going, "My goodness, my kids cannot watch this yet." So it's my <laughs> Christmas movie, not my kids' Christmas movie, right? All right, so game show makes sense. Understand? I mean, that went faster than I thought it would. I wish I had put sixty seconds on the clock. I had too many. You want to change it to sixty seconds? No, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. I got. I I think I started talking at one pace, and I got quicker and louder. Yes, I saw the clock. I I saw that. I was like, okay, all right, all right, all right. Well, all I got to say is I thought thirty seconds was too much, but now I'm nervous that I won't get it all in. Okay, so Patty, you're gonna go second. I'm going second. we're gonna get 30 seconds on the clock are you ready i'm ready and go. go all right every year about thanksgiving marshall and i get the itch to watch the lord of the rings now hear me out there's no santa or jingle bells but there is something epic about a well-crafted story good overcomes evil a hero is found in an unlikely place with the and with a fellowship of unlikely companions 
Um, reminds me of another story without a Santa or Jingle Bells. With good overcoming e evil, the hero is found in an unlikely place with a fellowship of unlikely companions. <laughs> Great. That's awesome. I, I think Lord of the Rings is a great it Christmas great. movie. It, I mean, well, I don't know if it's a Christmas movie, but I would, I'm glad that you have that tradition. <laughs> I, I really am. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I get into at Christmas season. Okay. Lord of the Rings. Want to go back to Harry Potter? Uh -huh. Some of these stories. Yeah. And I I can't really explain it, but it it for some reason I get moved to to watch those movies at that time. That's a good defense, and it that gives me justification. Defense. <laughs> great defense for a Lord weird of the habit. Rings. Totally Christmas. I buy it. Oh, that's good. I buy that's it. Good. Patrick, you have a movie ready. I have a movie in mind and ready, and 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 I think I can do this. Thirty seconds on the clock. All right. Here you go. The movie that I have is Batman Returns. It is absolutely, not only is it a superhero movie, but it is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie because it has Christmas music. Not only does it have that, but it's essentially a 1992 remake of The Grinch that stole Christmas, but it's The Grinches that stole Christmas. At the end of the movie, actually, we see that Batman brings uh, uh, the saving to Gotham City and Christmas back to Gotham City. When at the end of the scene, I do believe Batman Bruce Wayne says, Merry Christmas, Alfred, as the ending scene. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> I had I had no idea of the crunch overtones <laughs> of that movie. But I'm sold. Yes. I love it. All right, it's up to the listeners to decide if we have justified these movies as being Christmas movies. Yes. And it's up to you to decide if you want to include them in your Christmas tradition. Yeah. I'm frustrated that I didn't have more time, and I, I think I'm going to have a Gremlins episode of the pod. <laughs> okay. I, don't know, I don't know if anyone will approve that, but but I, I love it. That was yeah. fun. And maybe if they let us, we'll get into some more movies next season. I would yes. like that. All right. So as we kind of conclude today's show, I wanted to move to a poem, Patty, you wrote yeah. for us, for our church to end this first season of But Wait, There's More and to move us into the words, the Christmas season. <laughs> so, Patty, would you read to us your beautiful poem? I would be delighted. "'Twas the week before Christmas, and all throughout Legacy, joy filled the staff, preparing for Christmas Eve. The pastors had gathered, made their list, checked them twice, with a plan for in-person and an option online. The instruments sat tuned, the sermon prepared, and hopes for the families that soon would be there. With candles and music and twinkling lights aplenty, hot cocoa and ginger snaps, you can never have too many. <laughs> When word traveled quickly, some families might not attend. Too busy, too frantic, more money to spend. In a flash, in a wink, the staff arrived on the scene. In rushed Dustin and Justin, Elaine, Lori, and Kevin. <laughs> then Susan and Patrick, Barbara, Jamie, and Brandon. Why, said they all, not slow down instead. Remember the Lord Jesus who laid down his sweet head. This season can be hectic, trying to grant every wish, but gathering together needs to be on our list. So join us at Legacy this Christmas Eve, 530 in person or seven on the screen. Wow. <laughs> I love That's that. That's awesome. amazing. <laughs> hey, thanks for, thanks for writing and sharing that with us. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm thrilled. I'm looking forward to Christmas Eve. We're almost there. It's going to be a great time. I yeah. hope our people are able to, to be there with us this year. I think they will. Yeah. Yep. It's your second Christmas Eve with us, yes. Patrick. Last Christmas Eve was amazing. Yes. And I'm expecting even more amazing things. We're going to have a great time. <laughs> so, hey, Patty, Patrick, thanks for, for not just for today. This was fun but for all season, for the work you've done on season one of But Wait, There's More. Yep. Uh, it has been an awesome experience yeah. to pod with you, to learn about this. Yeah. Uh, we're learning lessons along the way, and we're already working on season two. And so I know you guys are excited for yep. that. We'll start recording so in the beginning excited. of the new year for that. So Merry Christmas to all, and to <laughs> all, we'll see you next season. Yes. <laughs> Until Merry then, Christmas. this has Merry been Christmas. But Wait, There's More. Merry Christmas, guys.